Oh my god. What? Can you show me that? I Mike. Has it happened? <laughs> no! <laughs> I was gonna ring you from the beer shop. Oh fuck. Oh <laughs> No I'm going first, it's my episode. You jerk, I'm gonna have to make something up on the spot. Are you? Yeah. No, I what's, don't know. What's the beer? It's called Flying Buffalo. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's better. Nobody move. Um I almost got um <laughs> called Jet Lag by Nomad, but they only have one of them. Oh for God's sake. No. Oh my god, that's Cock so balls. funny. That's so weird. And all you saw was that forehead. Yeah. <laughs> is it about the whole thing or is it about like generally? Is it about him specifically or about generally about hostage situations and shit? No, him. Damn it! <laughs> oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Hi folks, welcome to Hey Brew, the podcast where two minds come together to tell stories, the kind of stories you would tell in the pub. Sometimes they come together in a way unprecedented. My name is Elliot. My name is Mike. Mike. Yes. How are you? Have you had any... We, we need to address this tension you've entered the episode with. I kind with. of assume it's going to be in the beginning, but... It will, but we should directly talk about what happened today. I'm going away soon. So yeah. we thought, let's get two episodes under our belt. Yep. So that we don't miss a week. Yeah. We both went away. We both wrote episodes. Mike grabbed his iPad because we're recording his first. And just at the bottom of his iPad... Normally, I don't even look at his notes because I want to spoil it for myself. Yeah. At the bottom of his iPad... I saw a photo. Well, part of a photo. Part of a photo. The top one-sixth of a photo, maybe? Yes. And I realized that in isolation, we have written the same episode. <laughs> the same exact episode. Different beers, somehow. And now, I feel like my Friday night was wasted for a start. I could have been playing Elden Ring. You could have. And watching The Sopranos. You could have. jacking it. You um, could have. And instead... I've bought a delicious beer for no reason. We could just drink it afterwards. We're probably going to do that. It's a nice day. I'm going to sit and drink it in front of you. That's okay. I've got other beers. No, there are no other beers. <laughs> All right, Mike, have you had any good beers recently? You, I, ba- I mean, <laughs> yes. I'm so upset. I have. It's two years and it's taken this long. Uh, yeah, no, that that's worth noting. Like two and a half years of us writing episodes separately without really ever coordinating. Yeah. And this is the first time this has happened. And, it, and the mad thing is as well, is that like we in the past have talked about doing episodes and we're like uh, like there is one that's on the horizon that I'm like I always leave it for Mike to do because yeah. you know it's something you want to do and when I was in the beer shop the other night I was picking up the beers and I was like I've never had to call Mike before and ask if he's going to do an episode on such and such yeah but I feel like this time I just need to and then I was like no that's just yeah it's just daft well it's also never usually an issue because we'll, we re- we put an episode out every two weeks so we record one and then you've got roughly two weeks to prepare the next one because yeah. we alternate yeah it's only ever when we try to do what we almost did today uh of doing two in one day where it turns out we probably should have it's very funny yeah. yeah it is it i 
Yeah, I but, lost my mind yeah. when you said that. <laughs> if, I, if I if I if I wasn't so salty about it, I would be pissing myself. Yes. Unfortunately, I'm I mean, a little bit gutted. I, I think I think we will eventually come to laugh at this more and more. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'm, I'm just I'm just short term mad because I, I was quite pleased with my episode, well, and it's also a good story, well, as we'll see. Yeah, and and you can quietly judge how I've done. I won't be quietly judging anything. No, I know you won't. <laughs> so it's going to be weird telling you a story that you already know. <laughs> That's usually not the point. You just come in and be like, so this isn't a podcast about your life. I'm yeah. like, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Anyway, to answer your, your question. Beers. Sorry. Um, beers I've had recently. So, uh, little. You're right. You're dying. Carry on. <laughs> yes. Of jealousy. Uh, so, little peek behind the scenes. I got a job this week you did. and i celebrated by buying a giant nerf rocket launcher and then not long after <laughs> i'm not kidding we'll talk about that later no, i know you're not um and then shortly after driving to the beer store and buying a bunch of fancy beers for me smashing um just a whole bunch of random singles and then one four pack from capital because they did like a seasonal dark lager called all night long which i, I had Ooh. it's quite nice they've just put out an alcoholic beer as well i want to try yeah um, I also had a Rogue Ales double chocolate stout, which the guy at the counter mm. warned me. He's like, hey, do you like sweet stouts? I'm like, you bet I do. Yeah. Um, and then also from Mountain Culture, the Cinco de Cuatro. Uh, mm. It's like a lime and agave nipa. Yeah, wild. So it's just like that that little bit of fruit, that little bit of acidity. Very, very good. Reminded me mm. of that um, uh, Wolf in the Willows one that i had the like l- it was like a lime margarita sour oh, yeah it was fucking incredible but it, it was closer to a nipa so like a little bit more mellow yep but very pleasant mm, that sounds banging so yeah I've, I've got a whole bunch of still random singles in the fridge including a couple of uh it does sound a little bit like you murdered a load of people yes yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, uh not uh uh fucking what's the guy's name the guy, you know, that killed people. Hannibal Lecter. No, no, but he did put them in the fridge. He's a young yes. dude. Oh. Drilled through a guy's head. Oh. Anyway, um, I've got a few ESBs in the fridge because apparently everybody decided to do ESBs this year. They are great. And the guy at the shop was also on the ESB train. He actually recommended me away from one that I grabbed and towards a Hargreaves Hill double barrel aged ESB. Ooh. Which I haven't tried and I'm very excited to. Hargreaves Hill was good. They had a really nice little brew pub up in the hills. And it closed down. It was in oh. Yarra Glen. Oh. So they could concentrate more on the brewery, which I respect. Yeah. But I was gutted because I went up there and I was going to take someone there and we arrived and it was closed. We had to go to the Royal Hotel next door, which is not bad, actually. Yeah. It's a nice little pub, but the Hoggers Hill one was something a bit special. Hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's my, my, my beer journey. I've also just, like one of one of the leaving gifts I got from my last job was like a beer cartel. Oh yeah, let me say. Like mixed IPA pack. Um, so I've just been working my way through those. Um just when it, when I want something that's not like doesn't require me to think about it too much mm. it's like, oh it's just it's an IPA in a can like okay cool so yeah, I got nice. some of those and I still haven't dug into that Gabs pack that I bought yet oh yeah I need to get just around there sitting there threatening you <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say threatening you in a minute yeah, like, I bet you are much. I bet you are <laughs> um, yeah that sounds smashing um I myself drank a fair few pints of specky juice last night. Oh, I love specky juice. on tap at the tote. Yeah. For some reason, every time they gave it to us, it was completely headless though, which is very annoying because mm. it just meant it spilled everywhere as you were walking around. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
Um, I dropped by Hop Nation a couple of times and had... Um, I put it on the socials. I, I took myself for a, a cheeky pint last Friday. Just by yourself? Yeah. It was I love pleasant. that. I yeah, love that. Really nice. I was going to do it yesterday, but I was busy. Um, yeah, I had their Red Rye IPA. Oh, yes. It's really nice. Yeah. And then last night I dropped off my um, my stack of shame, aka those uh, Other, four and six yeah. thingies. I was doing a big clean of the house. And I was like, this needs to go. Just the, pla- the plastic like can holders. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, I didn't explain what that is. No. I dropped it off. And then while I was there, I picked up a can of uh, Hazy IPA, which was very, very tasty. Hmm. I think it was called like Mother's Haze or something. Terrible name. But, but yeah. the, the guys at Hop Nation, lovely. I think they think I'm someone I'm not. <laughs> Why? Because last time... I mean, time you I, are sporting a bit of a mustache at the moment. Well, last time I was over there, actually, I was realized I was wearing this shirt. Oh. Um Hmm. Um, <laughs> last time I was over no I wasn't actually I was wearing my Three Ravens t-shirt uh-huh. and maybe they think you work there I think they do yeah because last time I was there I was like hey how you been chatting away to them and they're always like hey man how you going I was like I didn't come here that much but okay um, that's just nice of them and I was like, so you've been busy today? And they're like, yeah, fairly good. How are you over your way? And I was like... Yeah, they think you work at Three Ravens. Good. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, I've been working from home and I work for a software company. It's kind of busy. It's about the same as it ever is. It's shrug. I, I literally I was like, oh, you know, same as always. And I was just like, I'm going to go set my table before they start asking questions. Yeah. Um, start asking you about like canning lines and shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I subtly encourage them to remake Neon Meerkat, which I think is the best beer they've put out in a very long time. I did see that at the shop. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, we had some last summer at mine when we were playing Met at the Gathering because yes. we are men in our 30s. We are cool guys. We are just two cool guys hanging out, having fun. Right, yes. guy number two? Yes, guy number one. Thank you. Um, still one of my favorite songs, <laughs> purely for the bit where they drop the C-bomb out of nowhere <laughs> in a really aggressive way. Um, yes. Uh, uh, it's also in We Like Sports, isn't it? Yeah. It's so good. We like sports and we don't care. Who knows? Ah, oh, man. Good. Anyway. Um, and yeah, what else? Oh, I had um, had a couple of beers while I wrote an episode. I bet you did. Yeah. Um, I had the so beer. So not, not a totally wasted evening. No. So I, And also I watched Tombstone, which is one of my favorite films of all time. So uh-huh. I was having a pretty good time. See? Um, I had the English bitter that I, uh, from Cavalier, that last time I wrote an episode, I fell asleep while I was writing uh-huh. and I had to tip away because it was just like four uh, hours set yes. in a glass. Yep. So I had another one of those to make it through. And then I had another beer by Nomad, which I won't tell you the name of because I don't want to blow your load too early out of politeness. <laughs> Thank you for not jacking me off. <laughs> don't make me make the pun. Um, oh, fuck. Right. Well, I this guess this episode's going to be weird. This is, this is going to be an energy. <laughs> <sighs> Shall we get into it, Mike? Yeah. Let me tell you about the beer I've brought, and hopefully that's a something of a peace offering. If I don't like this, I'm going home now. Well, I mean, <laughs> like this like, beer isn't tasty. I, I think the odds are in my favour because it's another one from One Drop. Uh, yeah. And they yeah. they're usually pretty fucking good. This feels like um, obligatory Simpsons reference. Barney is like orders a beer from Mo in the uh, Second Amendment episode. Mm. Not Second Amendment, no. No. 18th Amendment? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, what's it called? I don't remember. When they get rid of alcohol. The Prohibition. Prohibition episode. Yes. He's like, uh, I've got a beer mode. He's like, that'll be 38 bucks. And he's like, 38 bucks? Oh, this better be the best beer I've ever tasted. You got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. yes. 
So what we've got today from from One Drop is a beer called Nobody Move. It is a hazy double IPA with trademark clean fusion. I don't know what that means, but let's get into it. Has science gone too far? <laughs> no. If if they've got clean nuclear fusion, they've gone where they're supposed to. <laughs> Certainly good at washing down the taste of blood from my chest. <laughs> oh my god! Are <laughs> you joking. okay? I'm joking. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably not consumption. Okay. Oh, if you pour the last bit out, it's so hazy. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, that yeast. All of that, all of that extra tiny little sedimentary bits. Delicious yeast. Yes. Ever. Yes. Oh, this is really nice, you fucker. <laughs> good. Don't be too angry. I got you a good beer. Anyway, hazy double IPA. Thoughts? Yeah, it's really tasty. Mm. It's it's so smooth. It is. It's juicy. We got we got yeah some some nice kind of citrus flavors mm. happening there. It's a little got bit of that as well, I think. Yeah, a little bit of the the hop bite, being that it's a double. Yeah. Um, just that little bit of bitterness. That's really well balanced. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, that's really. Because if it was like any more bitter, it'd be you know when you have like orange juice that's just gone off and it's like sour, that almost. kind yeah, of funky. Like, yeah, it, Ugh, it's, it's yes. like just before that stage yeah it's, it's like when when it gets the like oxygen to a juice and it's just like yeah yeah no that's really tasty if i could make one request of it is it would have a bit more of a head going on yeah not not it's quite enough n- no retention just, whatsoever yeah i don't know if that's a lack of carbonation or i do you know i think i read somewhere that with oat stuff because yeah. it makes it very smooth and creamy like right. mouthfeel what it can also do is knacky head retention right and this has a big shot of oats in it according to the back yeah um, but other than that that is top notch yeah I it mean at, at that point the head is more just for experiential benefit it's not like it's good for aroma it, as and well, it also it does get some of the carb carbonation out of it mm. or the carbon dioxide out of it which stops it from blowing up in your gut yeah but I would say it's not it's not too carby anyway. So no, it's not an issue. no, there's barely any bubbles or anything moving yeah. in there. It just, is, it just uh, looks like a glass of juice. It really does. <laughs> just imagine sitting down in the morning and treating yourself to a glass of juice before you go to work. Oh, yeah, I mean breakfast beers were a thing, <clears throat> still are. Uh, yeah, well, I mean we did cases. a we did an episode on it. Well, no, I mean like beer, beers that were made for breakfast time drinking. Excuse me. You don't know that was a thing. I just assumed this was like back in the Middle Ages when everyone yeah, just drank beer, probably. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like, you know. Now? <laughs> yeah, like Cooper's breakfast beer. Just cheeky. Cooper's wouldn't. No. They're too Christian for that. Fuckers. <laughs> anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, man, this is... um, mm. It's quite good. My only wish is that we were sitting outside in the sunshine right now. It is quite nice out as well. Yeah, after this. Yeah, we'll, we, could, we could take a beer in, in the outdoors. Yeah. Out in the indoors? Take a beer into our... Bodies outside. Take a beer in. Do you want to get into it? I think so. All right. Mike, ruin my life. All right. Uh, so, Nobody Move, name of the beer is a... Oh, yeah. Did we say that? Yeah, I did. Oh. Um, the name of the beer, Nobody Move, is a phrase often heard in movies, uh, usually in the context of heists or robberies. Um, today, you know this, mm. we're going to talk about the still unsolved skyjacking case mm. of the man known as D.B. Cooper. Mm. <laughs> Mike, I, I, don't, I, don't, I think never, I've heard of this man. I believe you may have. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I promised this to you before. 
Skyjacking is not slang for jerking off in a plane. Yeah. I mistakenly wrote here jerking off on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> that works on different levels because you could be just like, it's stationary or you could be doing one of them wing walks and you're like on top. Or you're jerking off onto an entire plane of existence. Oh, I mean, that's just jerking off. Yeah. Hmm. But it's a more high-minded approach. I mean, always. Sometimes it, it's so good. You just transcend. Yeah. Anyway, weird. Yeah. Um, no, skyjacking, uh, referring to stealing a plane while it's in flight. Although this is maybe not quite accurate for the story we'll tell, but we'll get there. Um, hmm. I mean, I would say. Well. <laughs> I'm not going to nitpick. We'll get there. I'm really not, I promise. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so. November 24th, 1971. A date you have probably seen before. I'm going to do this a lot. Yeah, I know. I can tell. <laughs> uh, a pretty plain looking man by the name of Dan Cooper, apparently, uh, paid in cash for a one-way ticket uh, with Northwest Orient Airlines, a very racist airline name. It is. Can I just say as well, immediately from the off, what's really fun about this is I know we've used exactly the same source, so it's even written yeah. exactly like mine. Uh, the FBI. <laughs> The FBI.gov website about this exact case. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if we could do like a find, uh, like spot the difference. Control F on yours and mine and just see how much big stacks of it are the same. Probably. Uh, um, anyway, this flight was going from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Washington. Mm. Um, DB Cooper, as far as the name that you, you have heard, audience may have heard before, um, is not actually his name. Uh, it was just a re- reporter mishearing Dan Cooper. Idiot. I, th- I think DB, and all the way through this, I, r- I always wrote out the full DB Cooper because I think it just sounds better that way. I was just calling him Cooper. Yeah, but doesn't it, doesn't it sound better to be like DB Cooper? King Cooper. Because also Dan Cooper is just way too vague of a search term. Danny boy. Yeah. Old DC. So, um, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Too many results. Yeah. I had to go to like page 10. <laughs> you found it on Facebook. It's like, God, I've solved it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Why did no one look here? Um, but yeah, so someone misheard Dan Cooper, DB Cooper, and then that name just took off, probably because it's more interesting. Yeah, it's good. Um, it has a good ring to it. But also, neither of them were real names. Yeah, probably not his real name. Yeah. yeah. Um,. There wasn't much to him. Um, you've seen the photo. Like, that's that's the FBI artist sketch. Um, I wrote down that he is basically, quote, default white male businessman NPC. Um, a, a friend I used to work with described another colleague who neither was particularly liked as what you get if you type the word person into Google <laughs> search. And I think that's one of the most cutting barbs I've ever heard in my life. He also then described him as a golden eye NPC, like one of the generic oh. guards. And it's amazing because we've got a photo of him next to one and there's one that looks just like him. Yeah, I think, I think my favorite like favorite insult like that is you PS1 Hagrid looking man. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, that is a deep lore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my dear. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's mid-40s, wearing a business suit. Um, he probably looked like about... 20% of the other people on that flight. Yeah, yeah. Um, ordered a bourbon and soda while the plane was waking to, waiting to take off. Um, I, I, I don't think I've... Can you order drinks before the plane takes off? Not usually. You can in first. Right. And business. They'll often bring you champagne. Actually, no, I remember the one time I flew... Actually, I did this in premium economy flying to the US and then definitely in business on the way back. Points upgrades, baby. Mm. Um yeah, that there was like the 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 stewardess came out um, 
I'm saying that because she was a woman. I'm not trying to be sexist. Um, you can just call them cabin crew. That's true. I can do that. I will do that. The, Thank you. The the bird came out. Yeah. The, the broad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the 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 uh, member of staff. I don't know. The steward. There is a there isn't there is there isn't flight attendant attendant that's a flight one. attendant my brain You're attending on a to the flights off you go yes. <laughs> uh, yeah the attendant came out and like introduced herself because she was just looking after that section of the plane mm. um, and was like do you want anything to drink before we take off I was like what I was just so taken aback because that's so not what I'm used to <laughs> she's like yeah, come on let's get some shots in us basically she's like what do you want I'm like uh, what can I have she's like literally name anything you moron she didn't say that but that was implied. Um, that's just reminding me, by the way. I've coined a new piece of very, very spicy slang. Would you like to hear it? Okay. Shinzoing. What? It's when you go get oh, shots. Oh, no. You're at the bar and you're like, fancy shinzoing? What's that? And go no. Get shots. Yeah, it's, it's carry on. I'll never say it again. I said it last night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, since looking into more and more how much of a shitbag that guy was, yeah, I kind of don't feel too bad. He's a pretty nationalist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just very quickly, if I don't acknowledge it, I might die. Um, the UK? Ding dong. I was... The witch is dead. Yeah, except the witch still lives in the house. Yeah, like a weird gingerbread twat. Yes. Um, I almost said the word we don't say. Yeah, here's, here's the thing about... Just very quickly, Boris Johnson's been resigned. The he, prime he's resigned after 59 of his staff fucking quit while he was on trial for protecting a sex pest. Yeah, uh, but he didn't know that. It's fine. Remember, he he didn't. He just didn't know. He, he just, forgot. Just just forgot. That's yeah. the kind of thing you just forget. Yeah. Uh, what is it with people like Boris Johnson, Barnaby Joyce, initials BJ, both shitty politicians? How are they having affairs? They look like toenails. Um, power, dude, money. Uh, I get it. Yes. Um, <laughs> but like, they you, look like shit. Do you remember Stormy Daniels? I do now. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Fair right. up. All right. That Fair play. She was very funny with it afterwards. Yeah. All right. That concludes the uh, politics sidebar. Now back to an unsolved FBI case. <laughs> anyway, he's sitting on the plane. He's got his bourbon and soda. Lad. I assume he drinks it. Plane takes off. Uh, just after said takeoff, uh, he gave one of the flight attendants a note saying that his briefcase contained a bomb and that he wanted her to sit with him for some reason. Can I add an addendum? Thing? You can. One of my favorite parts about this is that he gave her the note and she was like, oh God, it's just hitting on me. So she just put it in her purse and didn't read it. And then he, when really? she came back, he leaned over and was like, you should read that note. It says I've got a bomb. Oh my God. <laughs> she was like, oh fuck. I didn't even see that. <laughs> fuck. She just thought he was like a lonely businessman and she was like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Dick. Yeah. Well, I, I just assumed like, because she just like, you know, read it, sat down, that that's probably part of training at some point for working on flights. It's like you just acquiesce to statements like that. Yeah, I think I think a lot of stuff... Uh, don't forget, this was 1971. Yeah. Like, uh, back then, things were just different. Yeah. As I would have covered in my episode. I'll bet you would have, because you're old like that. Oh, uh, <laughs> same age? Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> you're slightly older than me. Am I? When's your birthday? 89. Month. <laughs> September. Oh, no, okay. For some reason, I thought you were like March. No. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she sat down, etc. He opened the briefcase, 
revealing what was described as a bunch of wires and red sticks. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't see it. Did you come across this? This is good. I get to ask questions that I didn't find answers to. Did they ever confirm that there actually was a bomb? Did no. they find the fucking briefcase? Um, so they... they this is good. This feels like an actual professional podcast. Yeah, actually. right. Suddenly, it feels like we've both done research. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to. Should we always? No, do that? no, no. It's way more fun the other way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should start confirming what the other's doing now. Anyway, yeah. no. This is funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to us. Fuck. Um, yeah. So no, they 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 um they never found the case, mm. and she said she saw just a glimpse. Like he just opened right. it enough to see. The red sticks, enough to two play, rows of four. Enough to play as that dick or ball, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he opens the briefcase on his lap. He's got a hole cut through it. Big sausage <laughs> pizza. Thank you. Yes. I'm really glad Spe- my mum stopped listening. Speaking of deep lore, that's a throwback. It's anyway. deep indeed. Uh, yeah, and she saw the wires and like a timer. And right. At that point, I don't think you're going to be like, no, it isn't. <laughs> Prove it. It's Beep. a bomb. Oh, Yeah. I've got one too. <laughs> you show me yours, I'll show you mine. Yeah, I'll trade you. I'll show you skyjacking. <laughs> I can't. Now, I can't now, stop. now we've got a name for the big sausage pizza version of this skyjacking. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Mm. Has made me want to buy a briefcase, though. I got to say, yeah, which is a really fucking weird. I, I don't carry the sorts of things that a briefcase would be good for. But there's something about the image of a man carrying a briefcase. I'm like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy one for my trip. I've got like a little brown one, but it's not quite right. I'm going to go buy one. How big's your work laptop? Well, that's one thing. It'll fit. Work laptop in there with like a neoprene case on it, maybe. Yeah. Pair of trainers. A couple of pairs of underwear. Okay. My Switch. My Kindle. Like a couple little, of... little notebook or something? Yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, some mints. Um, yeah. Wet wipes. Yep. That's flight ready, baby. Yeah. Maybe you could even put in there... What I like to do on a long term flight, a long haul flight, which is, oh, this is really off topic. Um, Fuck it. Compression pants and a pair of basketball shorts. Ah, yes. And a hoodie. Very nice. You are comfy on that flight. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're at that point, you're, you're all, you may or may not be paying for the type of ticket that gets you airplane pajamas. I don't want to wear airplane pajamas. No, see, I got given them the one time I flew business. I was like, what am I going to do? Go into the cramped toilet and change entirely into your pajamas? Well, this is what I do into compression pants now. I'll be honest well, with you, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Because they are tight. Yeah. No, I've got, I've got compression gear. There. I get it. Yeah. But they are comfy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where was uh, I up to? Um, uh, <laughs> looking in the dick-filled yes. case. Looking in the big old briefcase, supposedly <laughs> with a bomb. It's, he opens it up, sees a bomb. So is that also a bad dragon toy in the back? It closes it. Don't, don't, uh, don't you it. worry about my Hitachi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why is it like that? This um, is a filthy episode. It, it's weird. Weird energy. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, so she was sitting there and he told her to write down the next things he said to her, which were on the note that she took, uh, which she took to the captain. He demanded four parachutes and $200,000 in $20 bills. Cha-ching. Uh, which today is about $1.4 or so. 1.338 and 2021 money. It's actually, $1.46 in 2022. Money. Is that US or AUD? US. Mm. Come on. I think mine was in. I did the math. I used Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> It is such weird energy. I know. Um, so the flight that... It feels like dueling banjos, but a podcast. Yeah. But but also like we're in separate rooms playing banjos through a shared wall. 
turns out one of us isn't playing a banjo and one of us is playing a recording. <laughs> I've got a mandolin. <laughs> okay. Uh, we sound like Mumford and Sons now. Yeah. So, the flight landed in Seattle, at which point D.B. Cooper swapped the 36 other passengers on the flight for the money and parachutes he had demanded. Uh, the, 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 the pilots and several of the other flight crew were kept on the plane. Didn't stay on the plane, they were kept. Uh, the plane then... <coughs> ref- uh, he on. actually gave up uh, the lady the, who he made sit next to. Yeah. Uh, you'll notice I said several of the other flight crew, not all. Oh, I definitely missed that. Ha-ha! Done. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to nitpick. I'm really sorry. It's well, just... I counter nitpicked. Yeah. Um, Pit nicked. Wait. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the plane then refilled and took off again, which is why, like, it wasn't technically hijacked in the air. Like, they landed. They they potentially had a chance there to, to like, overturn the whole thing. I feel like the hijacking was the first bit, though. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he... It's, it, like, it's like he hijacked and stopped for snacks. Basically. Yeah. And then they let him leave. Yeah. Without, I don't know, putting up much of a fuss. I guess, like, they were just so worried about the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Good man, though, just being like, all right, everybody off except for the guy who need to fly the plane. Fly the plane yeah. and also get me drinks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this this is this is the thing that I I, I really draw attention to in in in, in mine yes. um, was that in the first flight he like gave the demands to the uh, flight flight attendant, attendant um, whose name was Schaffner and um, not good. first name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Schaffner. Schaffner Dave. <laughs> why she would be called that? Anyway, um, she gave he gave Dave the instructions and she took it to the pilot. Yeah, and then by the time she came back. He was just still sitting in his seat, had ordered another bourbon and soda, and was now just wearing sunglasses. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you absolute lad. Okay, that explains why some of the photos were yeah. drawn with him with sunglasses on. So I'm like, nowhere does this matter. <laughs> it's so good just being like, these are my demands. Thank you. Comes back. Like, guitar riff and him just being like, another bourbon, please. <laughs> he, he just takes off his headphones and what he's listening to is I wear my sunglasses at night. <laughs> 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 good thanks um so the, the the second leg of the journey now that the plane's taken off is bound for mexico city um obviously at db cooper's demand uh during that leg of the journey <laughs> yeah they went to like that's actually our next stop he's like oh sweet oh yeah fuck <laughs> convenient <laughs> um got on the right plane um somewhere between seattle and reno this absolute mad lad did some straight hollywood shit uh he jumped out of the stairs at the back of the plane with all of the stuff that he'd asked for. Yeah. So and, and so the plane seemingly just, the bomb. Yeah, I guess so. But like the plane, obviously, because the pilots and that are still on, just kept going. And I think they landed in Reno and then police came and checked the shit out. So Reno Tacoma Airport, yeah. because of the drag that would be caused by the way he insisted that they fly. Yeah. Do, do you cover that? Uh, no, but like they landed with that, with that staircase still open at the back of the plane. Yeah. So basically he said to them that they need to fly at the minimum airspeed mm. possible without falling out of the ground. Right, falling right, out of the air. Right, right. He also said they need to have the landing gear down and at the, and at 3000 meters, which is really low for a commercial yeah. jet flight. And it was like 175 kilometers an hour, which again is really slow. Yeah. So all of that between Tacoma and Mexico. And they said like, well, we need to refuel. We're going to have to do it in, Taco- in, in Reno. What was it called? Uh, Reno Tahoe Airport, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, they were like, we need to stop and refuel. And when they did that, they were like, he gone. Yeah. Man, 
Yeah. Matt, the man had a very obviously out. interesting knowledge of planes. He knew what he was doing. Yes, but also kind of not. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he had approximate knowledge of many things. <laughs> To call uh, Adventure Time. Me. Um, <laughs> it's also... So, that's what this podcast is. Yeah, approximate knowledge of many things. Yeah. Uh, so where he ended up was anyone's guess. The FBI opened an in- investigation into the crime, which they called Norjack, which is short for Northwest Airjacking, or Hijacking, sorry. <laughs> I just like Norjack. But it's spelled N-O-R-J-A-K. Terrible. Yeah, I don't know why they left the C out. Well, this is... They... they uh what was the one what do they call the investigation into the, the 9-11 attacks it was called like debt bomb oh my god because it was like a pet bomb or something it's like pentagon twin towers bombing or something yeah it's a terrible name yeah it sucks they're not very good at this you need to call them things like operation Volkreich sting and stuff like that yeah um, bring that back yeah if it doesn't sound like a heavy metal album yes what are you doing jerks yeah I like I did like the ones in World War 2 like the Normandy landings were called Operation Overlord and then there was oh. one in the Ardennes to bomb bridges called Operation Market Garden which just sounds quaint but also secretive as fuck yeah like it it definitely doesn't sound threatening which means it definitely is yeah absolutely <laughs> it's a proper behind the lines thing yeah uh, so, after five years of searching for evidence and interviewing hundreds of people, uh, they had gone through more than 800 suspects and only about 20 or so were still being considered. Um, in 1980, a boy found a package containing $5,800 uh, buried along the Columbia River just north of Portland, uh, near sort of, you know, near, near the area where he jumped out of the plane. Um, they checked the serial numbers on the money, which uh, matched yeah, uh, the the money that he'd been given as part of the uh, the demands, the ransom, um, but they didn't find anything else. Nope, it's basically all the evidence they ever found about this guy. I think they found his necktie, which had some DNA on it, but they didn't get any yeah. matches on they that. They think it was his necktie on the plane. Yeah. yeah. Um, what what I really like about it is that they they did quite a, an extensive manhunt. Yeah. For about six months, where they were like, we got to find this guy, and they spent way too long looking for this guy and not finding anything yeah and then they were like right we'll stuff that let's look for the money instead because that's obviously the more important part for them but the amount of money and time and effort that went into this manhunt would have easily eclipsed two hundred thousand us yeah they had like at one point a thousand a thousand us national guards searching through the uh, northwest wilderness for him jeez that plus police yeah naval yeah air force and uh local state troopers yeah and civilian volunteers. Fucking narcs. Yeah, they weren't getting paid. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Losers. Yeah. Uh, so in- so anti-cop, we're now pro-crime. <laughs> I'm getting ah, there. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm so there. Yeah. Uh, so in 2016, after obviously many years and the FBI receiving tips that ultimately didn't help, uh, they officially closed the investigation. Uh, some statement about wanting to put their resources to better use, but basically they fucking failed. Yeah, I think... <laughs> This is like when people bow out of things they're absolutely losing and being like, you know, I think I can do more important things. It's like, yeah, you're also shit at the thing you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, the most likely theory, at least to me, uh, is that he just didn't survive the jump. Um, the parachute he'd used couldn't be steered, uh, and it, it was a, like a wooded area during the night, and he clearly was not dressed for survival or any kind of heavy landing. Yeah, I mean, it was, what, 24th of November? It's the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's cold he's wearing as a suit. shit in the Northwest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not great. Um, 
I think someone in the interview said that would be tough for anyone who was good with parachutes, mm. let alone someone. They had no real evidence that he knew what the fuck he was doing. Well, two of the four parachutes, he took two of them. One of them was a like a dummy parachute mm. that if you were an experienced parachutist, you would know was sewed up so you couldn't actually... Yeah, I think the reserve chute was, was sewn up. Yeah. Yeah, because it was for training. Apparently, I don't know how they know this. He tied the money to the to the ripcord of the suit shoot he was wearing. Right. I guess maybe someone saw him do it. I don't know how they would Before he that. jumped out. I don't know. There were still people on the plane with him. But they never saw him leave the plane. He no. put them all into the cockpit. Oh, and yeah. then at one point... Cockpit's not that big. No, it's <laughs> not. But um, at one point, they, um, they just felt the plane, like, lurch, which mm. they think was him lowering the yeah, stairs. because that's going to fuck up the aerodynamics. Yeah, but then they don't know that. whether it was at that point that he jumped or opened it, and then he was like, yeah, chill for five. <laughs> because, and that's the great bit about it, like, yeah. losing him is like, they covered so much ground, mm. even at 185 kilometers an hour. Oh, yeah. From 3,000 meters. It's pretty quick. There's so much range that by the time anyone <laughs> went to look for him, excuse you, yeah, by the time anyone went to look for him, <laughs> it would, um, he would have been long gone. Yeah. So you, you think he died? I, I I think either he died in the him like landing or like coming down itself, or he sustained injuries when he was landing that he that ultimately got him. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I like to think that um, I, my preferred well, theory. Me, is, I, I would like him to have survived and be living very comfortably somewhere because I think that's way more entertaining. The the thing for me is that there is there's never been anything no. show up and such an extensive man, manhunt like. What if, what if there was a collaborator? Yeah. That knew he was coming down. Right, right. And could pick him up. Yeah, because I think I saw there, there was a, a quote that suggested he knew the area they were flying over pretty well because he looked down and said like, oh, that looks like, I don't know, Tacoma or, or whatever, yeah, whatever right. it was. Oh, that looks like Tacoma. And they were like, oh, it actually is. How, what the? Yeah. So like maybe, maybe he did know the area he was jumping into. It's still a tough thing to jump down if you can't yep. steer the parachute. Like, it's leaving a lot of that to chance. 100%. Well, one of the theories was that he was um, a guy that used to serve in the Air Force that would um, parachute things out of planes for supplies. Yeah, but they didn't... They, they couldn't back that up. No, it was just yeah. one of the bloody theories, of which there are a lot. Yes. Um, I, uh, I, I I love this story. Yeah. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um. Do you have any more stuff? No. So we can hit the jump and then you can fill in some gaps. Fill in some nonsense. Since I can for once. Yes. Fill you in, Mike. Oh, baby. It's always been leading to this. <laughs> Zip. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, it's just some fun things. Um, mm -hmm. They actually trailed him with three planes. Oh, my God. They, they had two F-106 fighters trailing right. the plane and they never saw him jump. Oh, my God. Um... A warning light told the crew that the exit door had opened. They contacted Cooper on the intercom, asking if he needed any assistance. And the last words anybody ever heard from the man known as DB Cooper was, "No." Oh, and that's <laughs> it. And I think that's really cool. Oh, you did, no, he could have said something way cooler in that instance. I don't know, like, "No Co thanks, this is, no thanks, this is my stop." <laughs> I don't know. That's very British. Sorry, chaps. Must jump. <laughs> Must be off. Yeah. Sorry, chaps. Got to fly. Um, <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Fly you fools. Um, yes, exactly. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, uh, two men. Um, so they shared serial numbers of the um, money with yeah. a lot of people. 
um, uh, with the public, sorry, and the airline offered rewards. Two men forged bills with the same serial numbers oh. on it and swindled a Newsweek reporter into paying 30 grand for an interview with a man they said was D.B. Cooper. Fuck yes. Genius. Yes. Um, yeah, we are pro-crime. Yeah, you really are. It's really bad. No, that's, that's not victimless, but it's Big A, do pretty crimes, good. baby. Um, so uh, some fun bits of evidence were found, including... On a logging road in rural Washington, they printed instructions on how to lower the aft stairs of a, be- a Boeing 727. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, over 45 years, they had a thousand, uh, quote unquote, serious suspects, um, which uh, included publicity seekers and people who, on their deathbed, claimed to be D.B. Cooper. Great. Which is a quality jape. Yeah. Like... Hey, call the FBI. I'm, I'm D.B. Cooper. Cooper. Dead. Legend. And they just die before they show up. I intend to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, uh, my favorite of the suspects has to be Richard McCoy Jr., who uh, performed the best known of the copycat hijackings and was later arrested, escaped prison in a garbage truck, <laughs> and then killed in a shootout with the FBI. Oh, man. Um, and Th- the- That would have been a good story for you to have done to follow this episode. The thing is, it wasn't very long. There wasn't much of it, yeah. Um so I, I had, um, uh, and here's my, like, the jump bits that I wrote out, which was that uh, what became of D.B. Cooper? Well, the FAA required that the exterior of all Boeing 727 aircraft be fitted with a spring-loaded device, later dubbed the Cooper vane, that prevents the lowering of the aft stairs during flights. That's incredible. That's like when someone does something in a sport, like the NFL, yes. and they create or change a rule that they name after that person um the old 49ers kicker once kicked a goal that um it hit the crossbar and then went over and they were like well, we don't know i guess that's a point why wouldn't it be went over uh, yeah well, that was it and they changed the ruling to that that was the case made right. it made a specific rule because it never happened before right so they made a specific rule and they called it the um i forget the guy's name but the, the, the x rule yeah um so Context, 15 hijackings similar to Cooper were attempted in 1972. Oh, great. 15. Yes. All of which were unsuccessful. Yeah. No one else is D.B. Cooper. Get fucked, nerds. Um, This led to much tighter restrictions at airports and the total hijackings, not just copycats, but the total entire total hijackings in the U.S. dropped to two the next year. Wow. Um, Both of whom were psychiatric patients, um, one of whom was planning to crash the plane into the White House to kill Richard Nixon. Good motive. Yeah. Um, Finally, April 23rd, 2013, a guy called Earl J. Cossey, the owner of the skydiving school where the four civilian parachutes that were given to Cooper came from, was found dead in his home in Washington. Uh, His death was ruled a homicide due to blunt force trauma to the head, and the perpetrator remains unknown. Some commenters allege possible links to the Cooper case. Which is... What would the motivation be? The police were like, there's probably a break-in. But... Much more fun is that that's the last piece of evidence. But like, assume that is related to D.B. Cooper. What is the possible motivation? Like, is someone mad that they no. somehow helped him escape? It's tying up from loose ends, plane? baby. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's, that's Cooper. Yeah. Or someone Cooper being like... Cooper, age 94, tying up loose ends. Yeah, or someone who's like, oh, I'm so mad at you for giving them the parachutes that let him escape. It's like, well, really, that doesn't make much of a difference. They would have got parachutes from anywhere. Yeah. And they actually tried to give him, like, military ones, and right. he refused them and told them to bring back civilian ones. Why? Which I think might have been a thing where it's like, well, you've had time to prepare the military ones to be, I don't know, I mean, rigged they, or something. They, what, I mean, it's a 71. What would they have rigged it with? A, a 
I don't know. They might have just cut them so they, they might, would they, never, like, never live. They might also have just been easier to find or easier to spot. Yeah. Depending on what they look like. I don't know. How would he know that? Ex-military, apparently. That's that's mm. that's the, the one of the providing theories is that he's ex-military because it's 1971. It's mm. kind of just after the first and Korean War. So yeah. almost everybody served. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, there was a couple more fun things I couldn't remember, but... Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he was asked by the one of the air attendants, flight, flight attendants, attendants. Um, if he had a grudge against the airline. And he said, I don't have a grudge against your airline, miss. I just have a grudge. Oh. Which, that's a badass line. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's some real misanthropic shit. Yeah. So, yeah. So good. So good. Florence Schaffner, not Schaffner Dave. That was her name. <laughs> Schaffner Dave. Schaffner, um, I hardly know her. Good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I was about to say that with D.B. Cooper. This is your episode. Yeah, that... that you're just throwing your phone around now. Uh, what I was going to say is that concludes the first collaborative episode of Hey Brew. Probably the last. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. Um, <laughs> Sorry, was that horrible for you? No, it just... <laughs> It, it did it did remove it's one not, of, it's not what we do is no, it no it removed one of the elements I, I enjoy most which is telling you a story I'm pretty sure you haven't heard before the element of surprise yeah <laughs> getting to like you know craft jokes and little elements of the way I tell the story where you get taken by surprise and there's a reaction there that we can you know build comedy around but yeah it's good it, I, I think one of my favorite uh, it's one of my favorite things about Hey Brewer is you learn and then immediately forget something yeah. new every time yeah um, and that's the Hey Brew way it is did you watch Loki Yes. Um, he is D.B. Cooper in that. Is he really? Yeah, there's a bit where he's talking about some of the shit he's got up to throughout the years, and there's a bit where it cuts to him on a plane, putting sunglasses on, sipping a drink, oh, and then jumping out with a... Uh, you would only get that if you knew the story, yeah, which I didn't. It's such a good reference. Uh, I need to go and just check that scene out, having it's now really good. become and, familiar with the story. Well, Tom Hiddleston, obviously, infinitely charming as yeah. well. Looks like a great... like. This is the thing is that he seems like a, he's a fairly generic nobody. Yeah. And that's how he gets away with it. Yeah. In my head, I like his level of charm. He's just a bit of a lad. Yeah. Like the, the thing like with the sunglasses and shit where he's just like comes back and he's just like sipping on a bourbon. Coke. I'm yeah. absolutely glamorizing this. <laughs> this actual crime. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool though, isn't it? Yeah. Fairly dangerous crime. Yeah. What a lad. What's the coolest crime? just crime yeah oh god that's i don't uh, i mean organized crime is pretty great it's pretty good i I, I did watch the irishman yeah three and a half hours of scorsese bullshit i say that as a positive thing there is a lot the problem with organized crime is there's a lot of beating up of poor people Mm -hmm. i always feel a bit rough about Mm -hmm. um like, I want to say vandalism because there's just so many facets to it that you mm. can carry out. It's not... Very Bart Simpson of you. Well, it's also... It's often not directly harming people. A yeah. lot of it is like, oh, it's graffiti on a wall that no one was really using. It's actually contributing to neighborhood art culture. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think there, there are some vandalism aspects that are more directly harmful to people and communities. This is the thing is like, you got to pick your targets, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. I think... You know, anything that's going against giant multinational corporations is, is a good time. Yeah. Fucking 
you know, sabotaging oil pipelines, get around it. <laughs> eco-terrorism. Yes. Oh, you know, interesting that it's called eco-terrorism. Yeah. Not, you know, sabotage or anything like Not climate justice. Yeah. Such a jerk-off uh, name. Yeah. Um, not climate justice, that's a fine name. Yes. Um, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm big into that. Um, I got to say, uh, speeding, that's a good one. <laughs> that's, no. a, that's a fun one. It's a fun one. Especially if, if it's in a modern car, yeah. going fast is actually pretty safe. Yeah, I don't... I don't hooning is probably closer, because speeding, you kind of get the point. Yes, or, um, or as uh, <laughs> the New Zealand uh, police once coined the phrase, uh, sustained loss of traction through excessive acceleration, a.k.a. Drifting. a burnout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the phrase they used when they really started cracking down on what they called boy races. Yeah, that's what they called in the UK. Yeah. The max power lot. Yes. Jeez, um, what's, 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 what are other fun crimes? I got to say, petty theft. Oh yeah, I've never never done it myself. I know no, a lot of people I've dated in the past have had um, shoplifting oh, phases. Yeah. Okay, a lot of women have shoplifting phases. Yeah. I've never done it. I yeah, I I am not sure I understand. Interesting power dynamic, I guess. Change. Yeah, true. true. Um, but there's a great tweet a little while ago, which was if you see uh, you see a single mother um, stealing in a supermarket, cause a distraction. Oh, I thought that was gonna. I thought that was gonna be if you see uh, a single mother stealing in a supermarket. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> which is also a good construction. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah there's yeah. just some good crimes out there. Yeah, this is a pretty cool one. Yeah. Nobody got hurt. Yeah, and they just inconvenienced and def and like stole basically misdirected a bunch of funds from government organizations in trying to find him. Hundred percent. And also, imagine that the pilot. Who I believe is called something like Collins, and the two flight attendants, yeah. Shaffner, Dave, and someone Mucklow, whose name escapes me. Dave, Dave, Dave Mucklow. They would have dined out on this story oh. for you. They'll be telling that story to their graves. Could you imagine? Like, oh, you work for that airline, don't you? It's like I was on the flight. I do more I than work for that airline. Talked to him. I took dictation from him. I gave DB Cooper two bourbon and sodas. <laughs> he drank. All of it. Oh, monster. Yes. Yeah. He so, said no to me. They, they also say he was like super polite yeah. and like a nice dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. A good, good, good crime. Yeah. Um, good this crime. has been a crime cast. Good crime stories. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, um, if you want to admit to any crimes in our DMs. Or tell us your story about D.B. Cooper, because apparently we all have Everyone's one. fucking got one. <laughs> um, if you want to tell me an episode to write in the next four to five minutes that yep. I can bust out yep. and somehow tie it to a beer called Flying Buffalo, <laughs> please let me know. I'm going to tell the story of Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, that would be good. The thing is, that would be me just talking about a TV show. We've done that before. We've done that before. You did that before. But slightly differently. Okay. You did two in one episode. I talked more about that cultural impact. Anyway, you can find us on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and Twitter at Hebrew Podcast. Uh, Mike, what is the email address? The email address is hello at Hebrew.zone. Smashing stuff. Um, send us stuff. Yeah. Send us $200,000 in our mug bills. <laughs> No. What? Yes. Don't no. know that. Yes. How are you going to send it via email? Scan it. That's we'll print not them. how money works. Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, well, if someone's going to send me Bitcoin, I won't say no, but I'll also not <laughs> I'm want morally it. opposed to it, but I will take the money. Yeah. Can no. you send me the Bitcoin no, six I actually, months ago? I actually don't want it. I don't want it at Can all. Can you send me the equivalent in Australian dollars? 
Yes, that's different. Grand, yeah. 80 grand. Yeah. Um, um, find us on your favorite uh, streaming services. Leave us a like and a review there. Mm-hmm. And the website. Heybrew.zone. Smashing it's what, got what's on there. Everything. everything. Everything to do with this. All the episodes, all the links to all of the places you can find us. Uh, social media or podcast platforms or... No, that's actually it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. very much it. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, this has been quite the episode. Yes. Uh, I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. I've got nothing left to say to you. Sorry, Elliot. <laughs> what are you going to talk about on your episode? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, look I, up something about Buffalo, I'm New York. Je- there's nothing interesting about, but I've got I've got a story about the Buffalo Bills. Flying Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings. Again, nothing interesting no. about that. I've got a story about Buffalo Bills if you want. What the ice cream? What? That's Buffalo you... Bill. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills are a football team. Yeah, I know. Okay. I have do you have find... do you have enough to wing an episode? No, it's like a paragraph. Okay. <laughs>